evening. Welcome to the Power for Positive Living and to the Grand March Through Life. My name is James Huey, facilitator of the Friendship Personal Retreat Program here in Galveston and on ships cruising seas throughout the world. Offering the gift of listening hospitality, I invite you to join me here on KGBC, Friendship Radio for Southeast Texas, as we explore topics to enrich the quality of your life, power for positive living, and friendship. And that's the way it began each Thursday evening at 8 o'clock p.m. During 1990, the theme song from the opera Aida, and to me it symbolized that each of us is on our grand march through our personal lives. What did this actual brief foray into radio mean to me? I've had 27 years to reflect on it, and several things keep coming back over and over again, and I wanted to share those with you. One, of course, is that time does change some things, and time does not change others. Many of the human issues that I discussed on these radio programs, the content has remained consistent year after year. Some of the same topics that I went to and discussed at great length with myself and with my guest have remained part of the human condition all these years later. I personally believe that many of the insights and information that I offered in 1990 remain valid and useful today. So much of what I believed in 1990 is the foundation of what I still believe right now. I still value the process of introspection, the ability to look into yourself, into one's thoughts, one's feelings, and one's behaviors. When listening to these podcasts, I'm reminded how much talk radio has changed over the years. Personal views on radio now have become much more polarized. Back in 1990, sharing of information was a requirement of being able to produce programs for local radio, to have a wide range of views not to present just one view over and over again. Back in those days, commercial messages did not flood the program content. It is very difficult to listen to talk radio today without being interrupted every few minutes by a commercial message. But the most important change to me has been that back in 1990, sharing information, sharing views, Sharing thoughts was not meant to indoctrinate anyone. It wasn't my way or the highway. It was, here is some information. Here is some of my experience. Here is some of my history. And if you can find some value in it, then I hope that you will do so. But I am not sharing it with the view that it is entirely the best way for you or for any other particular person to live their lives. I know I have enough of a challenge to live my own life, so why, after all of these years, believe that I know what is best for everyone I meet? 
There were two major components, I thought, of listening to these broadcasts. One was my continual effort to share the concepts of personal retreating. Personal retreating was not, and probably still is not, a frequently understood concept. I saw personal retreating as combining various aspects of wellness psychology. Personal retreating structures a chance for us to check out of our normal life and offer individuals the chance to study themselves. It is very difficult for us in our present life to check out. In fact, for some people to turn off their cell phone for an hour is almost a trauma, not to mention a whole day, a whole weekend, or heaven forbid, a whole week. No emails, no text, no phone calls, but to be able to withdraw, to, with the assistance of a friend, someone who actually cares about you, someone who is qualified to focus on you, through the process of personal retreating, get to learn more about that relationship I alluded to earlier, the relationship with self. Relating to others is an important part of our lives. I personally believe that the one that receives the least amount of attention then and now is the relationship with ourselves. Personal retreating was an extensive pattern. It was not just go in and spend an hour like one does in counseling or in a therapeutic relationship. It was experiential, believing the chance to experience, to actually feel, to experiment, to try something new, to actually give yourself the opportunity to have new thoughts, new feelings, new history, something that could be incorporated in who we are and with the gifts that we have been given. And you know, 27 years later, I still find that this is a very, very rewarding feeling for yours truly. I feel very excited for those times when I have been invited into the lives of other people and they have been kind enough to share themselves, their history, their viewpoints, their feelings, their thoughts. Personal retreating focused on four major areas. It focused on the physical aspects of our lives, the emotional aspects of our lives, the spiritual aspects of our lives, and the social aspects. And when one had spent an extensive period of time covering those four areas, they had a fairly good idea of who they are since I have gone through the process myself with special individuals who have been able to enrich my ability to understand James Huey, then I believe that I am richer, I am more stable, I am healthier, and I believe that personal retreating gave this, these same gifts to other people. Other aspects of listening to these podcasts reminded me of the power that each of us has in developing personal guidelines for living. Each one of us has personal guidelines. 
Many times these are guidelines that are inherited from other people. Our parents, our family, our church, our school, our employer, our friends. But whenever we are able to take these guidelines for living and construct them in a positive way, I believe that we become healthier and we become more mentally able to enjoy ourselves as the person we were created to be. I certainly could spend many hours going over many of them that have been important, but I decided for the purpose of this epilogue to just focus on a few, the ones that have remained consistent since 1990, the ones that were important then and remain consistent and very helpful to me as I age and become a senior citizen. Number one is always, has been, and probably will remain the most important personal guideline I do each day. And that is to acknowledge that different strokes for different folks. That sounds so very cliche, but at the same time, the words are powerful. It emphasizes the power of individuality. There are tremendous pressures in our society, within us, to try and be the same. I have noticed back in 1990, there was a tremendous pressure for people to be liked. Here, 27 years later, there is still a tremendous pressure for people to be liked. To strive for individuality, to be able to understand and accept views and behaviors that are different from our own, is a challenge. I still believe that it's one of the most difficult concepts to fully implement. I know I have accomplished much in my years of living, but I have no naivete when I say that I have accomplished it. I am there. I have no more to go. I can't say that. I expect that as long as God gives me the breath to breathe, I will continue to face myself with, can I accept people as individuals? Can I accept the differences between myself and others? Uh, I will know that, of course, that differences continue to exist. One does not have to be around individuals who are speaking about politics, religion, or a number of hot topic issues. Being able to accept the fact that people have different views than I do is a constant challenge. I offer it to you as I wrap up this uh, epilogue with reminding you that regardless of how long we live, of how many people we interact with, we are going to continually face the challenge of letting different people be different from ourselves. Number two is listening is loving. The older I get, the more experience I have, the more people I meet. I accept and remember and get reinforced the value that listening is loving. Listening hospitality, offering someone the gift of listening to them 
regardless of what they say. It is not for me to agree or disagree. It is for me to be able to accept the person as they are. I know after these many years that I recognize the world has few listeners. The individual who is really willing, eager, and able to talk with me and accept me as I am. Not as they want me to be, but as I am. A third personal guideline is to remember that people do things for their reasons, not mine. How many people frustrate themselves, are unhappy, because they're waiting for other people to do things to please them? I do things for my reasons. Part of my reasons may be to help and assist other people, which I have strived to do over these many years of living. But I always remember that part of that is my belief that one of the gifts that God has given me is the ability to listen, hear, support, and understand what another is saying. I can offer listening hospitality. I can accept that people have different views and experiences and attitudes than I do. But I also acknowledge the fact that whatever decisions they make, they will make for their reasons, not mine, just as I do for myself. A fourth guideline that I find very helpful for myself is remembering that I as an individual want to be loved in the same way that I choose to love other people. When you talk with individuals and you ask them what is the meaning of love, what is the behavior of love, what are the feelings of love, etc., they generally project their views, their feelings, their thoughts. And generally, if my I have a view of how I want to love other people, then somehow I feel shortchanged, may feel frustrated that other people choose to love me not in the way I want them to, but they choose to love me in their own way. Managing this incongruency can be difficult. So I try to remember that although I am loved by other people, their way of communicating and expressing their love for me is not the same way that I love and communicate and express myself and my love for them. I want to know that when I love someone, I am offering what I view as a way to love. And I want to remember that people do that in return. One of the things that has not changed since 1990 is that I still see the two C's of living. One of these consistencies is that life always has change. We are always changing. No matter how old I get and I dislike change, change is going to occur regardless. The other C that I see as a guideline for making my personal choices is the verb to choose. It's one of the most powerful words and behaviors in the English language. I have decisions on how I wish to manage change. I don't get to choose whether things change. I don't get the chance to choose whether I change. 
I don't get to choose whether my friends and loved ones change. My world changes, the tech world. I get to choose how I am going to manage that change. Another point that has remained consistent over these years of reflection and listening to these uh, Power for Positive Living podcasts is the power to set expectations of myself and others. I set expectations for how I want other people to behave. And anybody who doesn't, I don't believe is in contact with reality. We set those expectations. We set expectations on ourselves, how we expect ourselves to feel, think, behave. But invalid expectations that are set for self and others still seem to cause much hurt in people's lives. It is so difficult to explore And that is where the whole process of personal retreating came in. It was an opportunity to check out and see what are our expectations of ourselves. Do we expect ourselves to, quote, always do the best, be the best, or do we expect, I'm not going to try that because it'll be a failure. What are the expectations that we have of ourselves? And then if we go back to, I want to be loved in the way that I love others, well, that's an expectation too. Can I accept the love and caring of other people in a way that is different from my own preferences? Another guideline is the power of affirming touch. One of the few regrets I have in retrospect about these broadcasts that I did on Galveston Radio so many years ago was that I did not do a broadcast on this particular topic, the way it can enhance relationships. I also, as a psychologist, thought many times that the power of touch had not really adequately been explored about being able to elicit feelings and thoughts from people, how it could be incorporated to reach things and areas and parts of us that words and other written material, things of that type, did not reach. So one of the few regrets was I wish I had done a broadcast on the power of affirming touch. Being a toucher myself, I see that it is something that is very powerful for me, and I believe that it is underrated and underutilized in creating a positive environment for many of the individuals around me. Well, it could go on. Let me wrap up this aspect with the realization that establishing, understanding, and maintaining of friendships is one of the most important aspects of our personal health system. People choose to be my friend. I choose to be their friend. When it's reciprocal, a friendship of some type is developed. What is included or not included in that relationship can vary with the individuality of the many people on this planet. But I believe that understanding what are the dynamics of the friends that we have and the dynamics of why do people choose or not choose us as friends is really a very important part of our own personal growth. I call it 
building your friend print, your own unique set of understanding the friendship system that you have in your life. There could be many others, but I think this is pretty much a summary of what has been most valuable to me, encouraging and supporting others in my own diverse ways does remain a joy. It remains a joy for me as each person I encounter seeks his or her own path to creating and implementing a positive style of life for them. I want to thank all of you who have listened to my views, listened to my beliefs regarding wellness psychology. There are many areas of psychology yours truly chose early in life that he wanted to focus on wellness. The area of taking what I call typical people with typical stresses and find ways to increase their power, their personal power and knowledge of themselves and each other. Not to repair, not to change, not to heal, but to just understand. I have grown a great deal by many people who have shared their reactions, their experiences as they listen to not only the radio broadcast, but to various programs that I have done in front of groups, whether at sea or here on land. They have applied the various possibilities that I have been fortunate enough to be able to share with them and they've used it to enrich the quality of their life. I also thank many of the people who have heard these broadcasts. They have heard many of the things I have written and posted, and they have been kind enough to share it with family and with friends for their consideration. As the grand march of life continues to play, and I believe that it will continue to play for as long as I breathe. I hope that we each continue to use our individual human power for positive living. I hope we continue to share friendship as each of us continues our own unique life journey, the one that we build, one that we create, the one that we manage with the many, many resources in the process of living. So, this is your host and friend, James Huey. For one more time, I say thank you for listening. I hope this program has been of benefit for you, and I thank you for all the gifts that you've given to me by listening to me. Even when I give the gift to others, it is always a treasure whenever I can be heard and understood by another human being. So, with the Grand March playing, I bid you good night.